In a landmark ruling, a Delaware court has made a decision that could dramatically alter the trajectory of one of the world's richest men, Elon Musk. The court has overturned Elon Musk's massive compensation package from Tesla worth billions, questioning its approval process. We'll dive into what this means for Musk, Tesla, and corporate governance at large. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker, and this is Ahead of the Curve from PocketPod News. The music industry is on the cusp of a revolution, not driven by a new genre or a groundbreaking artist, but by artificial intelligence. Generative AI is transforming how music is created, discovered, and even who is considered a musician. We'll explore the future of music in the age of algorithms. And it's not just music. Generative AI is weaving its way into the fabric of our daily lives, from how we work to how we play. How are consumers adapting to this new technology? And what does it mean for the future of creativity and consumption? Stay with us. We've got the news you need to start your day. This episode of PocketPod News is brought to you by Y Combinator. Y Combinator has helped launch over 2,000 companies, including Dropbox, Airbnb, Stripe, and Reddit. If you have a startup idea and want to take it to the next level, Y Combinator could be your next step. Apply to Y Combinator today, and who knows, your startup could be the next big thing. Visit ycombinator.com to learn more. In a landmark ruling that's catching the eyes of investors and corporate governance experts alike, Elon Musk's massive compensation package with Tesla has hit a major roadblock. Yeah, a Delaware court has overturned the 2018 deal, saying that while shareholders did give it the green light, they weren't fully informed. Plus, there's concern over how close Tesla's board members are with Musk, the company's very visible and vocal CEO. PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes is here to break down what this means for Musk, Tesla, and perhaps the broader landscape of executive compensation. Leah, this decision seems to shake the very foundations of corporate governance, doesn't it? Absolutely, Jonathan. This ruling by Chancellor Kathleen St. Jude McCormick is monumental, not just for Tesla and Elon Musk, but for the way executive compensation might be viewed and structured going forward. The Delaware court's decision to rescind Musk's potentially $55 billion compensation package sends a clear message about the importance of fairness and transparency in executive compensation plans. Leah, can you give us a bit more context on why the judge decided to void Musk's compensation package? Sure, Jonathan. The court found that the process leading to the approval of Musk's compensation was deeply flawed, largely because Musk was seen as a controlling shareholder despite owning less than one-third of the company. The judge pointed out Musk's close relationships with the compensation committee members and his involvement in the process, despite his claims to the contrary. For example, the general counsel who acted as a go-between during negotiations was Musk's former divorce attorney. So um, there was a clear conflict of interest that wasn't adequately addressed. Could this ruling prompt other companies to reconsider where they incorporate? It's possible Musk's comments on X advocating for incorporation in Nevada or Texas highlight a broader discussion about the regulatory environments in different states. Delaware has long been favored for its business-friendly laws and well-established court of chancery. However, this case may lead some companies to reevaluate the balance between regulatory oversight and corporate flexibility. Of course, it's important to note that Musk's situation is somewhat unique given the scale of the compensation package and his public profile. And how about Tesla's shareholders, Leah? This package was initially seen as aligning Musk's interests 
with those of the shareholders. How are they reacting? Analysts and shareholders were certainly taken aback, Jonathan. The pay package was designed with ambitious targets to drive Tesla's growth, which Musk has largely met, propelling Tesla's market cap from $53 billion to over $800 billion. The reversal of this package raises questions about how executive incentives should be structured to drive company performance without leading to unjust enrichment. Shareholders might now be more cautious about approving such large compensation deals without clearer, stricter oversight. Leah, before we wrap up, any final thoughts on the broader implications of this decision for corporate governance? Well, this ruling underscores a growing scrutiny of executive compensation and corporate governance. It might lead to more rigorous standards for approving compensation packages, especially for executives with significant influence over their companies. This could shape how boards and compensation committees negotiate and document these agreements to ensure they stand up to legal scrutiny and align with shareholder interests. Fascinating insights as always, Leah. Thanks for breaking down this complex legal battle and its implications for us. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's a case that will certainly be talked about for a long time to come. The world of generative music has been hitting new high notes this year, and it's got everyone's attention. From the first viral AI cover, Ghostwriter's Heart on My Sleeve, to Google's Music LM and Meta's open-sourced Music Gen, AI is not just making music, it's making waves. And it's not just tech giants. Artists like Paul McCartney and Grimes are also using AI in fascinating ways. But what does this mean for the future of music? To help us tune into this, we have PocketPod News technology correspondent Alex Harmon joining us. Alex, we're seeing AI being used to generate music, create covers, and even offer royalties. How is this changing the landscape of music creation and consumption? Well, Steve, it's quite a revolution we're witnessing. AI in music is not just a novelty anymore. It's becoming a significant part of the music industry. For starters, the viral AI cover of Heart on My Sleeve really opened everyone's eyes to the potential quality of AI-generated content. Then we have tools like Google's Music LM and Meta's Music Gen, which are turning simple prompts into complex musical pieces. This technology is not only expanding the creative possibilities for established artists and producers, but also democratizing music creation for everyone. That's fascinating, Alex, but with all these advancements, do you think there's a risk that AI could overshadow human creativity? That's a great question, Steve. While there's some concern about that, what we're seeing is more of a collaboration between AI and human creativity rather than a replacement. For instance, Paul McCartney using AI to extract John Lennon's voice for a new Beatles track, or Grimes offering her AI clone's voice for use with shared royalties, demonstrates how artists are integrating AI into their creative processes. It's about enhancing and extending what's possible, not replacing the human element. I see. It's like a new tool in the artist's toolkit. But what about the legal and ethical implications? I mean, with AI covers and voice cloning, it sounds like a potential minefield. Absolutely, Steve. The legal landscape is indeed trying to catch up with these rapid technological advancements. The AI Hub Discord's shutdown over copyright claims is a prime example of the challenges faced. However, history shows that the industry tends to adapt. Just like with the sampling controversies in hip-hop, we might see new economic arrangements and legal frameworks develop around AI music. Artists like Grimes are already pioneering new ways to monetize AI-generated content, suggesting a path forward where rights and royalties can be managed in this new era. 
So it sounds like there's a lot of potential for AI in music, but also a lot of details to work out. What do you think the future holds for AI-generated music? The future looks promising and incredibly exciting. We're moving towards more personalized and interactive music experiences. Imagine streaming services that not only curate playlists, but generate new music tailored to your mood or activities, or tools that allow anyone, regardless of their musical training, to compose music. The mid-journey moment for music, where AI tools become as easy and accessible as Instagram filters for photos, could lead to a surge in music creation and a new wave of artists who blend AI with their unique human touch. It's like we're on the cusp of a whole new music revolution. Thank you for shedding light on this, Alex. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Indeed, Steve. The intersection of AI and music is a space to watch, and I'm just as excited to see where it takes us. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, Alex. That was Alex Harmon, PocketPod news technology correspondent, giving us the lowdown on AI's role in the future of music. It's been less than a year since ChatGPT burst onto the scene, quickly becoming a household name and sparking a flurry of interest in generative AI or Gen AI across the board. Absolutely, and with ChatGPT reaching 100 million monthly active users in record time, it's clear we're just scratching the surface of how consumers are interacting with Gen AI products. From content creation tools to AI companions, the landscape is evolving rapidly. To dive deeper into this phenomenon, we're joined by Michael Seibel, Managing Director and Group Partner at Y Combinator, who has been closely following these developments. Michael, it seems like we're seeing a new era of innovation and consumer engagement with Gen AI. Yeah, it's incredibly exciting to see. I mean, you've got ChatGPT kind of leading the charge, reaching 100 million monthly active users or something faster than pretty much anything before it. That's, um, that's not just a milestone, it's a signal that we're maybe entering a new frontier with Gen AI. And uh, what's really interesting is how many of these products are new, right? Like 80% of the top 50 Gen AI web products didn't exist a year ago. That's, uh, that's a testament to how quickly this space is evolving and how open it is to innovation. It's fascinating. Speaking of innovation, our report mentioned that most leading products are built from the ground up around generative AI. What does this mean for legacy companies and new startups entering the space? Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? On one side, you have these legacy companies that are trying to augment their existing products with AI, which is smart. But on the other hand, you've got these new companies creating completely novel consumer experiences. This shows that there's a huge opportunity for startups. And um, interestingly, about half of these companies are bootstrapped with no outside funding. This um, suggests that you can get a significant AI product off the ground quickly and with relatively little capital. Now, with ChatGPT's massive lead in traffic, do you think there's room for new entrants to catch up or even surpass it? Absolutely. There's room. I mean, ChatGPT is a behemoth, but innovation isn't static, right? For instance, we're seeing significant growth in AI companions like Character AI and in content generation tools. These categories are really starting to carve out their own space. And um, while ChatGPT and similar platforms have a solid foothold, the consumer AI space is far from settled. It's all about um, finding those niches and delivering value that can engage users. Plus, the fact that most product categories don't have a runaway leader yet means there's a lot of opportunities for new players to emerge and thrive. With such a dynamic landscape, what do you think is the key to success for companies in the Gen AI space? 
You know, it's all about understanding the consumer need and innovating rapidly to meet it. The fact that acquisition for top products is almost entirely organic and consumers are willing to pay speaks volumes about the demand for these services. Companies that can um, effectively leverage organic channels like X, Reddit, Discord, and um, word of mouth will have a significant advantage. And um, those that can crack the code on delivering compelling value will see consumers willing to pay for their offerings. It's an exciting time to be building in the Gen AI space, for sure. Indeed it is. Michael, thank you for sharing your insights with us today. It's clear that the Gen AI landscape is ripe with opportunities for innovation and growth. Absolutely happy to share. And that's ahead of the curve for Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. This podcast was produced by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, please head over to pocketpod.app. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.